Don't could you uh, edit out the part where I just went? Nah, we'll keep that. Because in. I was no. trying to get the mouth feel in the on your tongue. That'll part. be the header of the episode. It'll be right there in the beginning. <laughs> oh gosh. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And I'm Dolan. Courtesy of Dolan this week, we've got one more beer before we get into the Christmas episodes. Yeah. Talk about where Opaque Thoughts came from. Um, well, it came from the Tavor app. I've brought a couple from there now, like that W4 and mm-hmm. well, a couple from previous episodes. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever done a milkshake IPA for one. And I know Montana is one of the states we haven't hit, so mm. it just made sense. Milkshake IPA, yeah, from Montana. I mean, those are things you don't think go together, <sighs> I, but I, I guess they do. I would think. I don't want to generalize. Yeah, but I'm going to. Okay. Okay. I, I would think dudes in Montana aren't drinking milkshake IPAs. Oh, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's proof right there, right here in Bozeman. They are. No. <sighs> Boy, I can't wait to get into this. It's an interesting can. It's just really, how do you even? uh, I would say modern. It looks like a modern design. Yeah, 2D. Um, It's 2D design. Okay, I instantly, as I opened this, got pine cones. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, instantly got pine cones. And don't let that scare you off, because I don't believe this is, it's not a West Coast. I've never heard of a West Coast milkshake IPA, (laughs) but that'd be awesome if they had one. I have found through my beer journey that West mm, yeah. Coast piney IPAs are not my thing. I will drink yeah. them. I will try them. Yep. Well, usually they're maltier, and often just by looking at it, we can tell it's not that. Oh so. no, this is a golden yeah. haze. Yeah. But you can definitely tell it's an IPA. You smell it. It's oh a, yeah. It's definitely an IPA. Oh yeah, you can smell it. Right. <laughs> okay, that's that's super interesting. You should. Brian, you should love this. Okay, I haven't t- because Ooh. this is this is right. I like it. <laughs> it's almost that. It's, it's al- close, right? It like creeps up of there, and then the vanilla kind of tastes like vanilla. Mm-hmm. Kind of sneaks it back. It just it just kind of folds it under. Mm. Yeah. Hey, you nailed it. Double milkshake IPA with pineapple, peach, tangerine, vanilla bean, yeah, and lactose. Mm. Definitely get the vanilla. That's like the the leftover, like feeling in my mouth is vanilla. Is vanilla. Mm-hmm. So this is from a brewery called Mountains Walking. Mountains Walking, and there's a story to it. Okay. Did you look up the story? No. Because I had to. No. Nope. That's a weird name. Yeah, I mean, it that's, is. It, it's an it's a unique name. So Mountains Walking Brewery and Pub is located at four two two North Plum Avenue, in Bozeman, Montana. It's one of nine breweries in Bozeman. Not, Sounds like we need to get to Bozeman. I think so. I don't know how how big is Bozeman. Do we do we know just off the top of our heads? I mean, uh, Omaha size? Are we are we bigger? No, Kansas can't City be, can't be that big. I'll do a quick Google yeah. search while you go on. There's that. no way it's that big. 
They are open 11.32.8 daily. I did write this down in my research. Okay. Just real fast. 43,200 people. In Bozeman. In Bozeman. Well, that's... Wow. Wow, that's not very big at all. That's like a fourth of the size of Lincoln. Wow. I thought Bozeman was... But they have... And they have nine Nine. breweries. Yeah. Yeah. So so dudes in Bozeman are drinking milkshake IPAs. So (laughs) founded in 2018... So, so not very new, long. Yeah. yeah, not long ago by Gustav Doe's. Of course. D-O-S-E. <laughs> D-O-S-E. D-O-S-E, Doe's. Maybe he goes like Doza. That Doza? I was just like going to say Doza. that. Oh. Gustav <laughs> I think Goza, he's missing, He might be missing the boat on this. I mean, yeah. he could get he the could Doza. He could change his name Doza. quick. <laughs> I don't know. He should do a Doza. Uh, he should. Uh, at they this might. point, if he was listening at this point, he just yeah. clicked the off button. Yeah. <laughs> or he'd be like, you know, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Uh, dude grew up in Taiwan, lived in Japan, uh, studied brewing around the world. Apparently so. And wow. then ended up in Bozeman somehow. Wow. So I mean, common. Yeah. That's <laughs> most stories, right? <laughs> totally. Uh. Uh, this is actually on their website. Discover the true nature of beer, in quotation marks, the true okay. nature of beer through the cultivation of the mystery of fermentation. Mm. Makes it sound like alchemy or magic or kind something. Kind of is. It is kind yeah. of. That's that's true. Uh this is this is also kind of fun. Their early I just wrote down early struggles. Uh it, it's it, it's a unique market in Bozeman, I think in in Montana in general. Okay. Montana's laws haven't necessarily maybe caught up to, you know, their 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 uh state to the south Colorado. Right. Uh you, you know, in a lot of ways. Uh a liquor license system that's like a multi-million dollar pay-to-play has been set in stone there. Like, it is it is part of their law. It, it's very difficult to get a liquor license. Um, and the, tr- the Tavern Association, which seems kind of old. Like, that's an old name, yeah. Yeah, the Tavern Association is the richest lobby in the state. Dang. I, hmm. I, Even more than, like... Like cattle, cattle or anything like that. No, the tavern. Wow. Well, I mean, it's that old adage, right? Yeah. When you when when the gold rush happened, you you wanted to be the guy selling pickaxes, sure, right? mm. or whiskey, but, right? Yeah. So these the tavern association just uh, yeah yeah they 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 are the largest richest lobby in the state. Everybody's just trying to stay warm. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to stay warm. That's right. That's for sure, especially <laughs> up there. All right, so let me let me interject a little, and then we'll get back to your sure. story and research. Because I just want to, Dolan talked about it briefly, uh, milkshake IPAs. So, like, kind of what we're getting into. Oh, good. They're yeah. in the family tree of hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a subset of hazies, right, mm-hmm. which this is. So, these did not exist before a hazy IPA. So, some people, you know, tinkered and came up with the milkshake IPA. Okay. So, it's like less than 10 years old, this style. Huh. Um, it's basically a hazy IPA that's brewed with some sort of milk sugar. Thus the milkshake. The, yeah. And the, it has to have vanilla, um, okay. to make it be technically a milkshake IPA. So Sorry. it has to be, has to be in there. Um, usually it's something th- with that and then different fruits. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Milkshake IPA. So it could be strawberry. It could be <laughs> pineapple. It could be guava, whatever you can find. That's a fruit, um, that's it's going to have that in it for a milkshake. We, we have been known to mock the milkshake IPA at times, right? I, I think that's, yeah, a lot of people do that, mm-hmm. uh, but we still drink them. Um, milk sugar is unfermentable, 
so it's not boosting up any like alcohol content even though it's a sugar correct so it's like mm. special brewing sugar i guess oh. uh, but what it does do is it gives like a it smooths out the mouthfeel mm. kind of coats your tongue like a milkshake would yep and it's similar to like a milk stout so you'll see that term sometimes hmm. so it's just to like smooth out the edges basically and round it off in your on your palate if that makes sense. Don't could you uh, edit out the part where I just went? Nah, we'll keep that. Because in. I was no. trying to get the mouthfeel in the on your tongue. That'll part. be the header of the episode. It'll be right there in the beginning. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, when you add fruit, especially if you're using like concentrate or if you're using real fruit juice, whatever you're gonna do, um, that helps build the texture on top of that mouthfeel, and can also add a little bit of tartness. Um, maybe some floral scents or some tropical fruit smell mm. or sweetness, which is probably true to this one. Cause to the, to me, this one tastes fairly sweet. Does it don't, do you know, does it list the, uh, uh, hops that are used in this one? Um, no, I know it says it get, lists the alcohol, which is 8%. Okay. Well, that seems about that's right. That's in the wheelhouse of most hazy IPAs. Um, yeah. I would say that the maybe more juicy, fruitier hop, flavor varieties mm-hmm. are used here to yeah. accentuate the pineapple and sure and all that maybe maybe untapped will have it when we get there i would guess citra or something like that for yep. sure mosaic maybe has that kind of flavor sometimes uh the last little bit i'll get into before you do your stuff is um milkshake ipa they say it was created by a brewery that i think you recently saw um Omnipolo. Oh, yes. In Stockholm, Sweden. That's where mm. it comes from, they say. Mm. So one of these IPA innovations that didn't come from craft breweries here in the United States came from there. Spoiler alert, I believe we have a triple milkshake IPA coming from Omnipolo in the next two months. There you go. Mm. We'll have to cut that with a fork and knife, probably. Boom. <laughs> a triple. <laughs> um, then Tired Hands, which we've talked mm-hmm. about, we've had, I yeah. believe, uh-huh. out of Philadelphia. They were one of the first to have it in the United States. And now there's even homebrew kits that you can buy that are milkshake IPA homebrew kits. Oh. Like they've advanced that much in just a few short years. Mm-hmm. And five great ones to try. So I was just looking up like styles of IPA Ooh, yeah. milkshakes. Mm-hmm. So these are the like five of the top 10 that I could find. Okay. And I tried to go all around the country. So if people mm-hmm. are listening to this in your area, you might be able to find one of these. Um, Guava Moki. Mm. Had a great notion brewery in Portland, Oregon. Smoky, like M O C H I. Uh huh. Interesting. What does that mean? It's a it's a Japanese. um, I don't want to call it like a like a pastry, but it's. Oh man, it's like if Plato's and marshmallow had a baby. Like that's the texture of it. (laughs) Oh, weird. Yeah, you can have it frozen too, and then that gives a way different taste and texture but it's basically just like a japanese um sweet bean bun pastry thing yeah it's chewy but i don't know some people love it some people hate it yeah i think it's either or well apparently they love it because it's (laughs) the beer if we have friends in portland please find this beer and send it to us holy cow (laughs) another one is called rare treat cerebral brewing in denver colorado cerebral i've been there Mm -hmm. that's a peach um, fruit added in that one. We'll see if my brother can score that for us. Mood oh, Ring Ooh. is from Bearded Iris Brewing in Nashville, Tennessee. 
and that's a raspberry. Okay. So a raspberry milkshake. Here's a picture oh, of that. Yeah. Oh, I've seen those before. They look huh. like a they, they do look like a weird like fruit covered pastry bun Play-Doh something thing. Yeah. It, so it's a so the bean thing that I was talking about is actually just a flavor. Um, it's made from rice. It's a rice. Hmm. But oh. that makes sense. So like a rice bun with fruit inside of it, kind of. Yeah. That sounds very smooshy. Yeah. It's very sweet. <laughs> um, together or alone, Foam Brewers in Burlington, Vermont. Foam. And this one, it said specifically no fruit added. Okay. Which is seems strange to me, but okay. And then the last one, Opaque Thoughts, Mountains oh. Walking Brewery. There we go. Oh. Guava in Bozeman, Montana. So that'll bring us back home. To the walking. To mountains, mountains walking. Wow, so hmm. it's a unique name. And I took this directly off their website. And I understand it now because I appreciate, I, I love the mountains. Mountains are, I will someday end up in the mountains. Yeah. I, uh, when it's time for me to die, I'm going to go find a bear. Like oh, at the end wow. of, uh, of uh, what was that movie with Brad Pitt? Um, uh, a Brad Pitt bear attack yeah movie. yeah at the, he went through the life with brad pitt dolan knows he's looking at me like i don't this. think no. are you talking about the revenant no that's not brad no. pitt no he fights no that this he killed is, the bear in that uh, one this God, legends of the fall there you go there we go okay remember that's, at the that's end, before dolan's time okay so remember in legends of the fall when he's younger he stabs the bear paw and he gets the he gets the one finger of the bear, mm. and he keeps it or whatever. So apparently, the, uh, supposedly, when he goes when he goes to die, when Tristan's character goes to die at the end, he goes into the woods and he fights that same bear. So he found his bear. Mm. He fights that bear, yeah, and then he dies. And it, at the end, the last line is, "It was a good death." Wow! Like it was time for him to die. So, so I, you're I, going out. I'm fighting a bear. I believe I'm not going to, my family's not going to suffer if I get cancer or whatever, right. you know. I'm just going to go in the woods and fight a bear and okay. die in, wow. into the mountains. That's, that's, that's how I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay. That's a good death. You've definitely thought it over. So, mountains walking, this came directly from their website. Okay. The mountains are a daily fact of life in Bozeman. Look up, there they are. In his Mountains and Water Sutra, which I don't know what a sutra is, I assume it's some kind of story. Okay. Uh, Dogen, D-O-G-E-N, Dogen, Jojen. Yeah. I feel kind of dumb not knowing what this is. Well, it's hard to pronounce. Yes. <laughs> says, when your understanding is shallow, you doubt the phrase green mountains are always walking. It seems that this phrase, mountains walking, destroys boundaries and dissolves the division between mountains and people. It's two words that together make you stop and think. Nearly everyone in Bozeman goes walking in the mountains. So it is not a remote or abstract proposition. The name itself will generate so many conversations. A customer will ask, so what does your name mean? Yes, exactly. Wow. Yes, exactly. It's huh. deep. It is deep. Yeah. This dude seems deep anyway. like Worldly. Yeah. As he, well, as the story shows, I guess. Huh? I, yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, a beer called Opaque Thoughts. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody here been to Bozeman? No, I have uh-uh. not. No, no. I'd like to go. I, well, if they have nine breweries, I think we yeah. should. I've I think, been to Billings. I've been to Billings as well. I've been to Wyoming. Mm. That's that's close. It's close-ish. <laughs> right. It's close. Yeah, it, it is. Where yeah. I grew up in Wyoming, it was only forty minutes to the border. So I remember, you know, and this was probably in the nineties or so. But the whole thing about Montana was they had no speed limit. 
you remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You could just drive as fast as you wanted to. <laughs> and then I think in the last 10 years, they actually have put one in. Um, but I think it's only for nighttime driving now, something like that. How? Really? Yeah, it's like 85 or something. Because yeah. if you're ever in there, it's beautiful, Montana, the parts I saw. Sure. But it's wide open. It, like, mm, holy desolate. cow. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I went and just did a little bit of Bozeman research mm-hmm. to kind of put some stuff in, in into our minds about this place we've never been to and the kind of people that are drinking this beer sure. in the tap room, let's say. The people I generalized about yes. earlier. I, I will feel bad about it now. Well, the average age of someone in Bozeman is 27.3 years old. Hmm. Wow. And they So have, closer to Dolan than us. Yes. Wow. 2.7% unemployment rate. That's really good. Awesome. And in 2015 was 43,200. So I'm guessing it's gone up since then, but that's the last thing I have. Hmm. Um, their job, um, like the main three things that give jobs is, let me see if I can read my handwriting. Um, technology. So it's like a technology spot. Hmm. Do a lot of computer things. Um, outdoor recreational. So like, you know, skiing and hiking and snowmobiles and Mm -hmm. a lot of winter things like that. And then I just wrote housing. So just like construction and building stuff. Montana State University is here. And it is ranked number one for out of 30 for best in the nation for outdoor sports and recreation. Really? So if you're into you're that college kid, you want to go snowboarding or. I don't know, build a snowman, whatever. This is the place <laughs> to do it. Montana State University. Home of the fighting bobcats. Yes. Huh. Yeah, that sounds cool. I, I would, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, 300 days of sunshine a year. Oh, wow. Which seems, I don't know, that's probably too much for me. I don't, I don't deal well that uh, much. I need some 300 clouds. 300 days of sunshine. <sighs> yeah. But obviously not hot enough to melt the snow. The average temperature, 43 degrees. Mm. Like oh. in the winterish times, mm-hmm. and the average low is thirty. Um, the what? average high in the summer is fifty-seven. This that, seems like it's just not a pocket. bad. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. here's the here's the kicker: they average eighty-six inches of snow. Oh, okay. So well, that's a lot. That is a lot. Mm. Eighty-six divided by twelve. How many feet is this? That's how many feet do they? Uh, oh, that's like eight foot, right? Or pretty close. Seven. That's pretty a close, lot yeah. of snow. Seven point something. Seven five, seven point one six. There we go. Seven feet of snow per year. Man, feet. that's like an NBA, <laughs> yeah, player. It's NBA like Newt player, Bowl. yeah. Per of snow per year. Yeah, that's a lot. You'd have to wow. shovel a lot of snow. So yep. get your four wheel drive. Yeah. Um, golfing is big in this area in the short time that mm. you can, I guess, be out there and golf. Well, with that much sun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Golfing, hiking, biking, skiing. Um, this is probably the mountains. It's the I want to say Gallatin Valley Mountains. Okay. So that's in the area there. Um, let me see if I can understand what I'm trying to say here. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in that area, in the histories, uh, up until even like probably 1900, um, there was uh, Native American tribes in the area, the Shoshone, the Bannock, the Nez Perce, and Blackfeet. And they used to come down into town in Bozeman and sometimes you would see them just on Main Street going through town because that was where they were heading uh, to go to Yellowstone for like wow. to hunt and stuff like that. Yep. So up until the 1880s to 1900, that would be a, 
something you might see if you're sitting in the tavern and uh, on Main Street in Bozeman. It's just a like tribes, tribe. tribes of Native American through. coming through to get to Yellowstone. And then two, hmm. maybe two, three, four days later, they'd be walking back through with a buffalo Could or whatever be. they killed, yeah. or, you know, and, and moving back. A lot of, I guess, elk in that area, it oh, said. Oh, yeah. And they have two statues of Sacagawea in the town. Um, she was a interpreter, Shoshone, and she's basically what helped Lewis and Clark, like, survive. Yeah. She's the one that, like, could do the language and knew some of the tribes in the area and mm. got them, like, uh, winter lodging, basically, to keep them alive because they were stuck in a real bad spot. Sure. Mm. She's kind of the one that did that. So And not killed because they were a white man. Yes. In, intruding on the lands of the... Yeah. Yeah. And, and just all that whole stuff. So she's like a superhero there and has two different statues in this town of, you know, 50,000 people. So would they say it's Sacagawea? Isn't that like a big... I don't know. Is it Sacagawea? Probably. Sacagawea? There's a secondary pronunciation? Well, it's... Yeah. It's all about how you... Yeah. I'm an Anglo guy. Uh, So that's how I learned it in in school, but... Yeah. Yeah. But the spelling is the same-ish, right? It, kind of. It well, it is the same. Um, it's just the pronunciation, I think. Like a dialect and pronunciation mm-hmm. thing, or whatever. Because growing up in Wyoming, I had a history teacher yell at all of us for saying Sacagawea, and I never knew until there you go. But I still don't know because maybe it's just that one teacher. I, I think know. you're. I think mm-hmm. you're right, though. Like it but, all really depends on where you come from. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's part of your history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I was listening to this podcast recently, and they were talking about there's an online test. I think it's out of like the New York Times or something. Mm-hmm. You answer 25 questions, and, and it's all about pronunciation. So it's like how you say these words, or if there is a word for a cer- certain thing. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you call like a stream, like a small stream in your area? What do you call it? A creek? A crick? A crick. Something like that. So yeah. you answer 25 of these questions, and it can tell you basically the zip code you're from <laughs> within 25 and no, somebody wow. on the podcast did it and then they, it was right like got the town he was from detroit so really it's pretty cool and that's something like regional things of course huh. how you pronounce things and just language in general makes a big you know where you're from makes a big difference on that stuff so yeah like how dolan makes fun of the way i say treasure <laughs> well yeah <laughs> treasure treasure it's treasure it's treasure <laughs> says you <laughs> treasure oh or boy. how people say milk milk yep milk instead or wash. of milk yeah i never or, said wash that's yeah. that, i think it's more southern might or be both or both both with both. an l it's yeah both both i say both yeah I say toilet turlet <laughs> yeah jinx that's what my dad said yep he thought he was funny uh, last couple little things about Bozeman. Uh, it was kind of founded by fur trappers. Uh, a lot of French folks come down from Canada, and that was a thing. Mm. But really, only till after Lewis and Clark. So it wasn't really explored by white folks too much. Mm. Uh, named after a guy named John Bozeman, who you talked to kind of about earlier because he was there for the gold rush. Oh. And he showed up, and he was a really bad gold miner. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a really good promoter. Oh. And he promoted this thing called the Bozeman Trail. So basically it was a way to get from like Georgia or the south up through the mountains and the passes and all that to get up to Bozeman for other miners to come. And then after that, it became a a way to get there to Homestead. Problem was it went right through 
a bunch of warring native tribes mm. and mostly the Sioux and Cheyenne who I guess from what I understand would they just love to attack you if you're going through their area sure uh, and his nickname with those guys was Bloody Bozeman because he would just bring people through this area you know his name and his oh. trail and it would go right through there um, let's see what else was it he was they they I don't know what the flip is on this but he was called a Southern Democrat in a Republican run town this Bozeman guy right interesting so he was pro union mm-hmm. and they named the town after him but then most of the people that lived there didn't agree with his like political stuff so they wanted to change it um, just to Mountain City instead of Bozeman hmm. but in the end he uh, won out he won out and he was like a really I guess, big gambler and stuff and lost a lot of money and things. I was going to call him a carpetbagger. Remember the... Yeah, that's a term, I think, for something like that. I I mean, it's close, but I don't know if that's necessarily quite on. But that's who not technically founded the town, but got the name, they got their name from Hmm. this guy from Georgia. Cool. So that's what I got for us. Interesting. On Bozeman. Only in Bozeman. That's right. Huh? Sounds like a place I want to go. I'd like to check some of this stuff out. I, it sounds fantastic. A lot of cool history. Mountains, history, yeah. beers. Yeah, mountains for sure. I love I, the mountains. I would really enjoy that. I, I think as I really enjoyed this beer. Yeah, it was it was darn good. It just every week it astounds me that we get we get just really, really good beers. One of these times, mm-hmm. Dolan's going to order something from Tavor or Traveler's going to send us a, a yeah. beer and we're going to say... What? Yeah, what happened? Is this? Yeah, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. I thought we were going to do that with the beet beer. We uh, did do that for about yeah, one we drink. Kind of did, and then we changed our tunes. Kind of did it with the best made pickles. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of. I- I'll tell you though, I've been to some breweries before, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to finish that. Yeah, like that's didn't that didn't work at all. I've always finished everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just proud of that fact. Well, Me to too. Be, to be honest, I probably did finish it just because, yeah. but I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Try harder. Mm. The yeah. only thing I think I've ever the who does the jam band. I like everything else from the brewery, but the jam band beer. That Boulevard? It's Boulevard. Yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. It's yeah. Boulevard. I It's not bad. It it I don't know. <laughs> Just ain't for him. I'll say Not something. For me. I'm going to say something really, really um, controversial. Oh boy, I don't like Tank Seven oh. from Boulevard. You know, I'm. That's like one of their flagship it's beers, signature beers, yeah. right? Been around forever. That people love. Yeah. Maybe I just don't like farmhouse style. I don't think you do because you don't like that floral. No. Yeah. No. Not a fan of that either. The farmhouse saison, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I remember back in the day you could buy those bombers for like nine bucks. It was so great. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, my, like one of my favorite sours of all time is Love Child yeah. from Boulevard. It's real good. Yeah. I wonder if what these guys make. I didn't write down any other kinds of beer, just that they were a big IPA brewery. It looked like they had a ton of, of, those, of that style. Yeah. Which surprised me yeah. a lot. I, I really would have thought... If you if Dolan said I'm going to bring a beer from Bozeman, Montana, I would have thought something like traditional lager, or a brown or something. Uh, some, yes, yeah, not a milkshake like, IPA with guava. No, uh-uh. <laughs> well, it, like when we go back to the Wyoming episodes, the ones we did in Wyoming, they mm-hmm. were browns and browns. ales yep. and yeah. you know that that type of thing. Which yeah. I, 
again, I don't want to generalize, but this yeah. guy's doing some pretty amazing stuff there. Well, yeah. and those, the ones we drank from Wyoming um, are two of the breweries on, like, the only two breweries on the east side of Wyoming there. The whole state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and both of their flagships were the Browns. Yeah. Which I would be more likely to guess that. Yeah. Rather mm-hmm. than a really, really good milkshake IPA coming out of yeah. Bozeman, Montana. It's interesting. I guess it must just because of the college. That's that the age of the people that live there so young. Like that's that seems really crazy to me that the average age is like twenty eight. Well, and I guess that would make sense for the IPAs, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're having that many college. Well, think about it. Most of those kids, right, have been alive drinking age since hazy IPAs have been around. Like that's yeah. been the thing that they could always have. <laughs> or as people like us being rich. You know, there might not wasn't even a brewery in our town, <laughs> right? And to wait yeah. till like the nineties. Oh, I I remember the first time I ever saw a a craft brewery. So I grew up in Kansas. Mm-hmm. My first experience, like the first time I ever saw a craft brewery, because I thought everything was Budweiser. Sure, right? I mean, that's my, my well, well Michelob, yeah. right? I mean, my dad drank Michelob. My uncles drank Budweiser, whatever. Yeah. Everyone I went to school with drank Budweiser. Stupid. Uh, the first craft brewery I ever saw was Free State in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. And it used to be, now it's, there's, there, they, people can sit out there. It used to be when you walked in, all the big copper kettles were right up front. Mm-hmm. And there was a big, like, glass wall, and you could see that. And I didn't know how you brewed beer. This I was in college. Yeah. So, and then I was like, oh, shit, you're charging how much for a pint? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I, we were drinking, you know, Milwaukee's best for, for like a buck or yeah. something. Yeah. And this is like eight bucks for, or, you know, I, I guess now like it is five bucks. Yeah. Probably back then, yeah, four or five bucks. Yeah. Like, oh, geez. But then you drink it, you're like, what the? Oh, like, my goodness. What's wrong with this? Why wow. does it taste so good? I think there's something weird in here. Yeah, flavor. What? <laughs> <laughs> so strange. But I mean, I was, so I was in college at the time. I mean, I was, I was 20, well, I was 19 years old. I mean, the, I remember know. going. To Lincoln's first and one of the states first, which was opened in like '89. That was oh. Laszlo's. Yes, and that was a brew pub, yep. and yeah. uh, and they still make beer and stuff. But mm-hmm. that was what I was eleven, I guess. They have a um, I forget what restaurant it is in Omaha, but they they tap oh, Laszlo's taps all of their beer. Hmm. Uh, well, Laszlo's Empyrean is the, yeah Empyrean, Empyrean is, is the, the yeah. brand Empyrean. Yeah. There's the one out by my house, the Laszlo's out there. That, that's oh, all okay. They, so there yeah. is. So yes. it is Laszlo's in Omaha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just yeah. in Lincoln or what. Yep. The yeah, guy that here. did that was kind of like this guy. It sounds like um, the guy that owned Laszlo's in Lincoln. He out of like out of college went and worked. I almost want to say maybe like Russian River somewhere in California. Oh wow! And like. This is in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. like early 80s, like 82, 83, and figured out how to like brew beer, like went to school, brewery school, came and bought this building in Lincoln downtown mm-hmm. and opened up this place. And everybody was like, why? You make your own beer? Why? That sounds crazy. It, nobody does that. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> and yeah, some like 30 years later, they're still doing it. You just go to the store and get a 30 pack. Yeah, for sure. Right. Mm. right. Which you still well, can, I guess. But you can still do that. Yeah, I really like their peanut butter porter. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's super good. Isn't it the third stone brown? Isn't yeah, that, that's one of their. I do like their brown ale. That was my dad, or my yeah, my dad liked that one a lot. My father in law, that was his favorite beer mm. for fifteen years, probably, till I got a hold of him. Mm. Mm. 
You learned him a thing yep. or two. <laughs> Expanded his horizons. All right, let's check untapped. Okay. Uh, less than you would think, 959 check-ins. Yeah, seems right. Because if we had to get ours through the internets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm guessing. Not a ton. I couldn't find distribution on them, so I I'm going to guess that's Montana. It. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. guess Bozeman. Um, I think it has all the states on here. Does it? Let's hear. On the uh, can? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut, Delaware, Iowa. Iowa. M.A. Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Maine, New York, Oregon, wow. and Vermont. So they're like, hey, areas where you make hazy IPAs and milkshakes, mm-hmm. try this. Wham. This dude is smart. Yeah. Holy Get into those God. markets. Yes. Yeah. Notice that Idaho's not on there. No. Wyoming. No. Colorado <laughs> even, which is weird. I, Colorado, I, I would understand. Utah. I don't think anybody in their right mind outside of Colorado would want to try to enter the Colorado yeah, brewery. That'd market. be tough. Well, now I'm like double guessing it because what is the... Is that? that sounds like the states that you get money back for cans for recycling <laughs> cans? Because it's like cash Iowa for fun. on there. Iowa's on there. Yeah, that's that's for recycling. So not distributing. Okay. That's for recycling. Let's keep that in too. So we should. Yeah. Oh yeah. Start start the episode with that. <laughs> oh boy. I love it. I, I love, I you love guys. it. This is so awesome. Okay. Uh, so less than a thousand. Less than a thousand. Check in nine hundred fifty nine. What do you say? Four point one eight. Ah, uh, three point eight nine. You're gonna be so mad. Mm. Four point one seven. Wow. Almost. <laughs> almost. Point zero one. <sighs> so close. So close. Yeah. But you know what? That's a, it's a four two five all day long for me. That's a good hazy yeah. IPA. Yeah. That's a, it's a that's really good. If we could, I would buy that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, if it really was distributed yeah. in Iowa, <laughs> yeah, we could just go get some. Because I really thought oh, I could drive to Council Bluffs yes. and get some. Yeah. Really, not that far. Yeah, um, no. Well, Tavor, j- just look at it. Yeah, Tavor. This might be one of their. I don't know. It says seasonal series, hmm. so I don't they know. did do. A, yeah, I did see that on their website that they did different kinds of yep. not just milkshake IPAs, but hmm. that was one of them for that. Yeah. Thank you, Dolan and Tavor, for that one. Yeah, it was great. Super interesting. So, we are we four weeks of Christmas beers next? Is that three? Three Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Three Mm -hmm. weeks of Christmas beers, and then we are going to start the. We're going to start twenty twenty one. Yeah. In the only way we know how. Yeah. Who who was it? Dolan that came up with the name, or did you come? It was Brian. Is it Brian? Brian came up with it. Maybe. Drown out twenty twenty. Yeah. We have to yep. clean out the beer fridge. So we're going to clean out the beer fridge again. Three weeks of Christmas beers. And then uh, we're going to... Four weeks. Is it four weeks of Christmas? No, no. no three, three weeks, weeks of Christmas, Christmas beer. Four, four weeks, weeks of, of Drown Out 2020. Yeah. So four weeks of cleaning out the beer fridge. So we that, got at least 12 beers in that series, maybe more. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That gives you an idea of uh, just how many beers we were either given, sent, whatever, right. uh, to review that we just that we just didn't get to. And mm-hmm. how much beer it will take to erase the memories of 2020. Oh, I think we will do a yeah. really good job of that. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right. We're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have a Christmas beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.